everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and I am joined as always by Tim. <laughs> Why do you insist on not saying anything when I introduce you? <laughs> <laughs> Every time before we start the show, you always like point at me and yell at me and say, don't speak until I tell you you can speak. And then <laughs> you always get mad <laughs> when I <laughs> wait for you to give me permission. <laughs> I hope people know Tim's joking right now. I really, I, I really hope so because you're painting me as a tyrant, and I don't think, I don't think I like that so much. Uh, uh, you're more of a nemesis. <laughs> I appreciate that joke because I'm a Resident <laughs> Evil fan. So yeah, this is our horror movie podcast. This is going to be our news episode. Uh, we've got a bunch of news to talk about this week. Uh, a couple of interesting trailers, mostly a lot of news though. Uh, and as Tim requested last episode, last week, Tim made it clear that he wanted box office figures in his in his news show. Now, yeah. I believe we guessed what Brahms the Boy 2 was going to open at. However, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did I write those down? Did I write down those guesses? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think I did. That, that feels like it would have been a smart thing to do. Because <clears throat> uh, if I recall correctly, I guessed about, I think like 14 of you guess like oh i say like 20 something like i think about 20 ish yeah. yeah yeah that sounds about right um uh, so future note when we do guesses at the end of this section now i'll, I'll write i'll write them down <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll just get my pad it's hiding behind the thing all right we got it okay so yeah, so let's look at the box office then, and we'll see how Brahms the Boy 2 actually did. Because, mm. Tim, if you recall, you were claiming <laughs> for months that Brahms the Boy 2 would be the first horror movie to break a billion dollars. Yeah, no, keep in mind, I didn't say opening weekend, so don't be surprised if it doesn't happen this weekend. <laughs> that's No, that's true. Uh, however, <laughs> however, for a movie to crack a billion dollars, it has to start reasonably high to, you know, have the fair the legs yeah. to, to get to the, the billion you know movies that usually cross a billion at least open to you know probably over a hundred million domestically and it's opening weekend of course right yeah. if not a bit more <laughs> makes sense so uh brahms was not number one we basically just need like one out of every seven people <laughs> to see the movie and that, you know, it'll be... Tim, I explained this last week. Movie tickets cost more than a dollar. You don't, you don't need a billion people to see the movie for it to make a billion dollars. Much less, in fact. Okay. So then it's even more feasible. <laughs> if we just get, like, one out of every ten people or something on the planet. <laughs> I don't know how to do this show anymore, Tim. I, I really don't. You, you really put me in a, in a position here. Uh, so... Number one was again Sonic the Hedgehog, wasn't Brahms. Of course. Number two was also not Brahms, that was Call of the Wild with 24.8 million. Sonic was 26 million for the record. Number three was not Brahms, that was Birds of Prey, <laughs> <laughs> the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn at okay. 7 million. Number four was Brahms. The hey, there you go, it's in the top five. Yeah, it's in the top five. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, Tim. Yeah. Do you think Was there only four uh, movies that were out? <laughs> do you think a movie such as Brahms the Boy 2 has done uh, do you think a movie that opens to 5.9 million has a chance of breaking a billion dollars? 
I do, because uh, uh, you know, there are such things as word of mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> once it starts spreading. <laughs> See, that's funnier to me now because I've seen the movie. Uh, you can find our review up uh, today of Brahms the Boy mm-hmm. 2. You're welcome. Uh, but... Yeah, well, so that would have been a good subtitle. <laughs> for the <laughs> for the for the record, though, uh, this opened at about half of what the first movie did when it opened in twenty sixteen. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's it's halved. It's not it's not going to somehow quadruple what it made to a billion. It's it's it's, it's mm-hmm. making half of what it made so far <laughs> of the first one. So as long as it makes enough to get. A number three, because I don't. I, I got don't, questions after this movie. I don't think it's going to get the number three. Tim. I, <laughs> I, I think this is not going to make a profit. This, this, it looks like it's going to struggle to break even. I have trouble believing that, but <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Uh, sticking with other horror movies in the in the list, just for curiosity's sake, Fantasy mm. Island, uh, which I do believe we also guessed. Uh, not not what it made, but we but we guessed if it would be in the top ten still or mm-hmm. not. Uh, and I think you said it would be. I think you said it would probably think, drop to like nine-ish. Yeah, like towards the bottom, but still in there. Uh, to his credit, it only dropped to number seven uh, with okay. 4.1 million. Okay. So uh, it says something though when 4.1 million is a 66% drop from the previous week. <laughs> so, Jeez, yeah. yeah, so Fast Island ain't doing so hot. Um, apparently, when it comes out in home video, this, I mean, I've, I've not got it in the news, but I saw it while I was browsing the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there will be an R rated cut on home video. So, when we actually get to review this, we might actually okay. be watching the R rated cut. Uh, <clears throat> so, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Does that mean we get a better movie? Probably not. It's the guy that truth of dare. I'm not feeling confident. <laughs> uh, after that, I don't think there's any real horror stuff anywhere near the top. Uh, the Lodge is at number 19. That's got a very small release, though, so that's not exactly mm. good or bad for that. It's just, yeah, it's got its little indie release, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then looking further down in that, I'm not seeing anything stick out to me. The next one down is number 29, The Turning, which made $136,000. That's And it's fifth weekend, no less. So... Uh, I forget that the movie even existed. I know, I know. We're going to have to do it later in the year, but hey. <laughs> we do have another biggie coming out next week, though, Tim. Yeah. We got... The we got Invisible Man. Invisible Man. The first... Uh, how should I put this? Notable release of 2020 <laughs> is out there <laughs> next week. <laughs> yes. So, uh, <clears throat> I think we should guess, yeah, what Invisible Man's going to do. Hmm. Let's see. Uh... Well, uh, I mean, I, I think it will probably do well because, you know, it, it's got notable people in it. And, you know, I, I think there is buzz, more buzz around it as, as being an actually, you know, good movie. Um, but, I mean, it, it is still February. Like, are people really, you know, like, like obviously I think horror fans are going to see it. But, like, you know, like normal casual people, are they going to want to see, you know, a horror movie around this time? I don't know. Um, also, <laughs> I don't really pay attention to box office numbers, so I have no idea like what normal is. <laughs> um, but I, I, I bet it will do good. I maybe this is high, but I'll say like thirty-five million. Oh, okay, all right, thirty-five, thirty-five. Uh, I'm also going to say it does well for a horror movie. I'm going to say it does twenty-five. I'm going to, but I'm going lower than you though. Okay. Uh, call that an educated guess although I routinely get these things wrong anyway so it uh, <laughs> doesn't really mean much but 
I, I pay attention to them more than you do, so at least <laughs> there's that. Uh, <laughs> do you think it'll be number one or? I think it'll be number one next week. Yeah, because yeah. Sonic's going to fall. Uh, Call of the Wild's going to fall as well. I, I think Invisible Man will be number one next week. It's just a question of yeah. how much of a number one is it like yeah. uh, you know how much of a lead does it have over number two uh and <laughs> assuming the movie's good i hope it does well <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh, hopefully it can do something like you know noble noble uh yeah. so there you go there's your box office section which was requested by tim <laughs> which uh the uh, my co-host in the comics podcast don't believe you asked for they <laughs> they said it was slander that i said you asked for it <laughs> so well. I think I'll still count it as slander just because the way you say it. <laughs> you have a tone that's slanderous. A, a tone? Me? <laughs> Never. Do you want some news? You're a monster. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've got the uh, sugar-free... Very scary drink. <laughs> I've got the sugar-free ultra sunshine, which basically just means it's the orange-flavored one. <laughs> so. Okay. You know, not orange in color orange as in the fruit orange <laughs> citrusy is what, mm. i guess what i'm trying to say all right let's talk about some horror movie news shall we uh so william brent bell who you may recognize as the director of the boy and brahms the boy too <laughs> uh, is in the news this week he is developing ideas for a prequel to the devil inside now correct me if i'm mm. wrong because i never saw this but was this the one that notoriously <laughs> ended with a, a non-ending and it was just a screen telling people to go to your website? Go to the website. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but that does sound right. <laughs> yeah, I think this was this movie, yeah. Uh, and I never saw it, but when I heard that, I was like, whoa. And this is the thing, Tim, if there's a new one coming out, we're going to have to do that first one, and that, that upsets me. <laughs> Hopefully the website's still up. <laughs> I love the idea it tells you to go to your website to get the end of the story, yeah. and you go to it, it's just 404, not found. <laughs> so yeah um william brent bell who's got so much credibility after the boy movies uh you know wbb but he did also direct the devil inside that's right the director of the boy was the guy who did the <laughs> devil inside uh so he is working on a a a prequel uh you know obviously sequels are quite common he was he did a lot of press this week for for all bramsey the boy too and he does say they're developing ideas for a prequel to the devil inside right now it's so cool it's so fun to be able to go back to stories like that and then build on something it'll be like current day because it's kind of bookended with Ma Ma maria rosie today and it'll be like a centrino mental facility current day so here's the thing that movie is notorious for not having an ending and copying mm -hmm. out and not giving people any kind of conclusion and his idea is to do a prequel to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do stuff set before. This, this is. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to sully the 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 greatness that is David Lynch, but it's reminding me in a much more like like incompetent way of like uh, how like Twin Peaks ended without the conclusion, and then David Lynch made a movie, but he set the movie before the TV show, right? <laughs> it's reminding me of that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? He he might have uh, you know some strong ideas going. He uh, probably needs to strike right now while uh, you know while his name is hot. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this could be cool. I'm trying to think, what 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 would a prequel to like a website be like a you know, like a fanzine or something? <laughs> like you have to subscribe yeah, to some mail order a fanzine <laughs> or like. I don't know, a page in the yellow pages? 
<laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Please write to this address <laughs> for, for more information on the conclusion of this film. Uh, so I know everyone's super excited about this. I do think it's funny you always like you know complaining about like oh whenever we watch a movie that's like oh it's just so generic and does the same thing and then here's like a director who's trying to do something different and you shit all over him. So I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do you want from me uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, the first devil inside was one of the few movies to receive the the dreaded F score on cinema score although I have to admit I still don't really understand cinema score or what it is or to why anyone cares about it but whatever it's there you are familiar with the letter F though I am familiar with the letter that's, F this is a yeah, fact that's something you're used to I know that one <laughs> there's all letters that confuse me i don't understand them but f f i'm familiar with we well, got uh, quite a handful of them in school i don't know if they use the uh the letter grading system there maybe there you get like a, a twig or a rock or something <laughs> like depending on how well you do actually it's a little bit different um well, it's a little bit different for the first few years of high school. Before the, because the, the last couple of years, where you're getting graded at a, a higher level or A level in England, uh, you get letter grades then. You get A, B, C, what you're used to, right? Although mm-hmm. it's not some stupid like only so many people can get an A like at some places in the US do. It's none of that bullshit. It's just no, you get this percentage of right, you get the A, mm-hmm. so on, right? Um, but before that in high school, uh, although they've done away with the system now, so it may be completely different now, but when I was there, uh, you get graded numbers instead of letters. So a one was the best, two was second. So it was the same thing. It was just, you know. Yeah. Easy I, th- I think they, they, do, they do that here in some places, but I think it's more for like elementary school, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it changed the letters for the last, like, sort of the, sort of the, the, the tough years where it was like, oh, this is the college level stuff to get you into colleges. Yeah. And as always, uh, just a nice reminder that I got very good grades in school, just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> I got pretty... Do you know what's funny? Is I never studied in high school because I just I didn't feel like I needed to. And for a long time, that was true. And I got mm-hmm. straight, like, ones pretty much. And then the mm-hmm. last couple of years when it got... When it legitimately got tougher and it became a, t- a time where, hey, you actually will need to probably study for this. I didn't yep. really know how to do that. And I didn't do it as well. <laughs> I, st- I still did okay. Like, I, I got, like... Because we did like five things that year. You know, you do five higher uh, classes mm-hmm. at a time. I got, what, two A's, a B, and two C's, right? Not terrible. That's an all right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, score across the board. But, like, it was the first time I legitimately was like, oh, I can't just, like, know this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, anything, yeah. before before that level, anything we learned in, like, math class, I just took in mm-hmm. when it was explained to me, and I never had a problem with it. It was just easy to me. When I hit that oh, level, yeah. it was like, oh, no, no, this is hard. <laughs> like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Without, no, no, it was, a, yeah, it was uh, the same way. Like, it always was pretty, you know, because I always like like reading and uh, and stuff anyway. So, like, you know, I coasted pretty easily up until, yeah, maybe sometime in high school. And then, yeah, math was the big one. Like, once they started introducing, like, letters and stuff into it, and he, <laughs> he started to be like, oh, shit, <laughs> I actually have to, like, think about this now. Yeah, I was okay like, with algebra when it first came in. It was when it got really complex, <laughs> yeah. like, in the last couple of years. But... Um, like I said, I mean, that's a good word. I, I I could just coast and get good grades until those last like two years of high school. And I was like, oh shit, I have never studied in my life because I never had to. So I don't know how to prep for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget what it was called, but I took like some math class in college because, you know, you whatever you need so many different credits. And yeah, yeah. 
I remember someone like telling me, I was like, you know, trying to think of what like class to take. And like someone suggested this one, they're like, it's like math, but like, uh, for English majors, like it's <laughs> like, it's, it's easy. It's not like that hard. I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Oh, good. Good. Um, two plus two. <laughs> we didn't have to go there. <laughs> You've forgotten I don't that calculator much. On me. <laughs> I learned, it's basically just learning how to use a calculator. That's what <laughs> math is. Yes, yes. Uh, so anyway, next, next in the news, what's uh, his name? William Brent Bell. We got an story about him. <laughs> Jeez. His next, up. his next film that he's doing post the Brams, or sorry, post the Boy Two. You know Brams. Uh, <laughs> It's already in post-production. They've already shot it, Ooh. right? It's called Separation. It stars Rupert Friend, who was in Homeland, and Brian Cox, who was in Autopsy of Jane Doe. You'll know, you'll know him from. But I mean, he's been in a bunch. He was in the original Ring as well for another horror thing. He was in, you know, a bunch of stuff. Adaptation. Uh, he was in. A, he was the original Hannibal Lecter, Manhunter. He's, you know, he's, a, oh, yeah. he's an old-timey Scottish actor. He's been around for a long time. Very good. Uh, so he's also also uh, Cam's Madeline Brewer. I mean, like that movie. You know, she was the the main character in that. Oh, wait, what movie? Cam. Oh, Cam. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Cam Girl movie. Uh, so, uh, in separation, uh, a young girl finds solace in her artist's father and the ghost of her dead mother. Whoa. <laughs> That's scary. What? <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of the dead mother? <laughs> the... the... <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter wrote that the story is said to be a contemporary supernatural thriller that explores the terrifying consequences of divorce like no film before, <laughs> uh, taking a page from Kramer vs. Kramer as well as The Sixth Sense and Mama. Uh, so he divorces a ghost? What? <laughs> I assume they get divorced before one of them turns into a ghost. Okay. Or it's not literal divorce, but it kind of examines what divorce does to a kid through the death of... Uh, look, just... <laughs> I like there's themes already. Sounds cool. Uh huh. Yes, from the director of The Devil Inside and The Boy. Oh, sign me up. Can't wait. Uh, next up, next up. So here's one we never done in the show actually, and it's it's surprising we never did this in the show, and I'm sure we'll get to it, especially if this comes to pass. But Orphan. It's a movie that oh, yeah, we, we've yeah, never yeah. gotten around to. Mm. And it's, it was directed by uh, Wom Colette Serra, uh, and that was in 2009. So it's 11 years old now. And it's about an adopted nine-year-old girl named Esther, uh, who's not as innocent as she seems. Um, I won't actually say what the rest of what this is, because it does spoil the ending. And I've not mm. seen it, but I knew what the twist was, so I'm not pissed that mm. I read it. But And I'm sure you know what the twist is as well, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, I've yeah. seen the movie. So, oh, you've yeah. seen the movie, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I've not even seen it, so I, I didn't know. Well, I didn't know the twist, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so the news is, is that Sierra Affinity is launching sales at EFM in Berlin on Esther, a prequel to Orphan that will explain the backstory of the character. <laughs> and guess who it's going to be directed by? Uh, William Brent Bell. <laughs> you got it in one time. I can't believe it. How did you do that? Wow, this guy's hot. <laughs> Man, he's got some cachet. <laughs> I can't this believe just leading up to an orphan versus boy <laughs> movie. I can't believe that the first three stories this week were he's developing a prequel to The Devil Inside. He's got another original movie that's already shot and he's just going to post. So we may even see it this year. That may be a twenty twenty movie. And then he's working on a confirmed uh, prequel to uh, to to the orphan called Esther. So. 
This guy's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, anyway, there's a description here of what the, the, the sequel is. I'm going to not read it for the sake of not spoiling the, the first movie. Uh, okay. But it'll explain the backstory of of the girl, so of the orphan, the titular <laughs> orphan. Uh, and then she goes, uh, you know, watches a movie with her parents. Uh-huh. They decide to duck down a dark alley. Cracking a Batman joke there, see? Very good, very good. Uh, next up, Peninsula, the sequel to Train to Busan, has yes. been acquired at EFM in Berlin with Wellgo USA grabbing the North American rights coming from Screen Daily. Uh, there's been some confusion to the film's title and sequel status, which is cleared up <laughs> by the director this week, uh, making it clear that it's not a sequel strictly, it's just set in the same world and presumably is also a, you know, zombie movie. But it's not going to have the characters from, you know, Trey Bassan in it. It's going to be separate things going on. Mm. Uh, so it potentially takes place four years after the outbreak of zombies that were chasing protagonists on the train, speeding to Bassan. The Korean Peninsula is devastated and a young Sikh's former soldier who has managed to escape overseas is given a mission to go back and unexpectedly meets up with survivors. I, li- mm. I like that part of it. I like that this is about someone having to like get a mission or choose to go back in to Korea mm. and... Mm-hmm you know find something or maybe save someone maybe this is like an escape from new york style thing where there's someone someone's oh, landed yeah. in korea <laughs> and they need to send in like you know their korean snake pluskin to save them <laughs> like that could be cool oh yeah definitely um yeah i, I mean it for me it's just the hey <laughs> i love the first movie so yeah anything this guy does sign oh, of me course up, so. yeah yeah we, yeah we love the first film uh yeah. obviously excited for this hopefully we get to see it this year and uh yeah it's, it's got twice the budget of trade of because that was budgeted at eight million this is going to be a 16 million dollar movie i feel confident they're going to do okay with that and not regret spending the money uh definitely but and if this was if there was ever an example of hollywood spending too much on movies there you go they did train to Busan on eight million dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all you need for a good zombie movie um so that's cool so that's a uh, closer to fruition uh well it's nice. been made but it's closer to being in our hands <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you approve. Glad you approve, Timbo. All right. I know who killed me is Lindsay Lohan. I like how the article says that. that like, like she's not known for mean girls or like being a wreck or whatever Lindsay Lohan does. So, is that enough of a horror movie for us to do on the show? <laughs> I have no idea. How much of a horror movie is it? Uh, I don't know. I guess you'd probably call it like a thriller. I, I have seen it. It's like batshit. Like, insane it's a it feels bonus movie a, level yeah that, that's what i'm thinking joe <laughs> you know me and tav got a problem right now we've got so many good ideas for bonus episodes that we could literally yeah. do four bonus episodes a month and just do one regular episode a month and it would yeah. be fine <laughs> <laughs> we could switch the numbers and just do lots of bonus episodes all right uh, so leslie lohan who recently appeared in the werewolf film among the shadows Add it to the list. <laughs> we have to see that. <laughs> I haven't even heard about that. <laughs> yeah. She's joining okay. Oscar nominee Mickey Rourke from The Wrestler oh, yeah. and Nightmare Cinema in a supernatural thriller called Cursed. Uh, and we just mentioned mm. a werewolf movie. This is not a werewolf movie called Cursed. Yeah. Not, to, not to confuse it with the Wes Craven movie that was terrible. Mm. Uh, Lohan will play police detective in the film. Lindsay Lohan is a police detective. That's going to be a hard, <laughs> hard swallow. That's going to be a hard one to swallow. Uh, which Angel Oak Films is selling at European Film Market in Berlin. That's what EFM stands for, in case you were wondering about the last couple of articles. Uh, Cursed tells the story of renowned psychiatrist Dr. David Elder, played by Mickey Rourke. 
Mickey Rourke is a psychiatrist, isn't it? That's some weird <laughs> casting choices. Who teams up with police detective Mary Brannigan, played by Lohan, in a race to stop an escaped psychiatric patient from killing five people held hostage in a remote house. Mm. Yeah, uh, Wait, did they say it was a werewolf movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay. The last thing she was in was a werewolf movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool, <laughs> I guess. So the director of this is uh Stephen R. Monroe. William Brent Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stephen R. Monroe who directed the 2010 remake of Ice Spitting Your Grave for, for comparison. I don't know if you saw that, but... I don't believe I did, no. Yeah. Well, we did the original recently, so we should probably do this that remake at some point, but we'll, <laughs> uh, we'll see, we'll see. So, there you go. Lindsay Lohan's going to be a, a gritty detective and Mickey Rourke's going to be a psychiatrist. <laughs> How often in real life do like cops team up with someone? <laughs> like, I feel like you never see that in the news. Like, oh, like you know, cop teams up with a local butcher to take down <laughs> like mafia crime family. Like, yeah, I wonder if that's a real thing. Well, I feel like if it was a butcher, it'd have to be something like there's like like meat smuggling or something they're taking down. Yeah. It has to be something that the person's like an expert in. I, uh, no, nah, probably not. If you watch the Fox channel, like every TV show in that <laughs> network convinces you that, that cops team up with other non-cops all the time. Uh, next up. Maybe I have to do a movie about a, uh, a rogue serial uh, killer podcaster and maybe the cop has to enlist the, <laughs> two podcasters to help him find him. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, so next up, so what, yeah, what would be in the mind of the podcaster? Like, yeah. well, right about now, they're probably thinking about lunch. Uh, uh, I can tell from his ad reads that he's uh, <laughs> he must be based in this area of the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So we've heard about this next one before. This is uh, Dark Harvest. It's a horror novel from 1963. It's been turned into a movie. Uh, David Slade, who did Hard Candy, Thirties of Night is directing it. Book set during Halloween 1963, small Midwestern <laughs> town where teenage boys eagerly square off with the butcher knife building October Boy, aka Old Hacksaw Face, aka Sawtooth Jack. Uh, a lot of names there for this villain, but that's okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the news here today, though, the why it's up again in the news is that because it has a home now, MGM has acquired it and they're going to put it out. So, uh, this is probably going to happen now because they've got a distributor, they've got a studio behind them. So Ooh, okay. So yeah, that's uh, Dark Harvest. And hey, if they can, they could, you know, they could probably pump this out in time for Halloween. But it's it's just early enough, I think they can do it. Yeah. So hopefully they get a certain time for Halloween. It's cool. Uh, I mean, I've heard of a you know an urban harvest from the <laughs> Children of the Corn movies, but I've never heard of a Dark the, Harvest, the, the hit film series Children of the Corn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the second or third one, but one of them is called Urban Harvest. I think it's the third one. Yeah. Because back, I've only seen the first three, and I'm pretty because it came like a DVD box set of the first three, and I'm pretty sure that was the third what a one. Box set. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen past that. I mean, one day we'll go through those franchise that that franchise and do the whole shebang. There, but there's a, you know, that'd be a fun game show. Is just uh, having contestants and guess how many Children of the Corns movies there are. I think uh, most people would be surprised. Actually, do you know what a good question or a good round on a game show would be? Is you give people like five like subtitles for uh, horror movie sequels and mm-hmm. they have to tell you what franchise they're from. So you, t- you one, have yeah. Urban Harvest, you have, say, 
the new blood and then you have yeah. you know bloodline and you're like okay which one was which and they all sound <laughs> easy to me because i know what they are but like that could that's, that's a fun question i like you do one that just like could be multiple movies like a uh, new generations like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah or or uh, something like like retaliation or resistance yeah. or like yeah something that could literally be like 10 different movies uh next up next up uh, level k has acquired the worldwide sales rights to ruth platt's british ghost story martyrs lane this has come from screen daily again uh the first film photos out too the supernatural story is about a 10 year old girl living in a vicarage and is confronting her deepest fear that her mother doesn't love her <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds scary i guess that reminds me that we have to do for a bonus episode on kathy's curse right remind me tim oh yeah i wanted to see that I, uh, actually i've never seen it mainly just because about her set you know her being scared that her mother doesn't love her it just made me think of the one clip that everyone shares from kathy's curse mm-hmm. which I don't is i think i've seen it <laughs> your mother's a bitch <laughs> never seen that clip no <laughs> I, I don't think i have but <clears throat> yeah. I, I i have heard that that is quite the film <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what we have to do for, for patrons at some point. Uh, all right, so next... Oh, actually, do you have anything to say about this one? Are you into the sound of this? Marcus I just, Lane. I mean, I, I would not be the man I, I am today without my mother's love. So just uh, imagining a you know, young child having to grow up without that. I mean, that's uh, what's scarier than that? This is a movie that's already shaken me to my core. I don't know. In your case, it may be an improvement, but... Uh... <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to call Tim's mother and say, you know, it's not too late to have an abortion. Like you can still get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. Next up. Uh, Gravitas Ventures has secured secured the U.S. Ooh. rights to director Bradley Lou's Asian horror film Motel acacia i'm going to say that's pronounced that's a c a c i a so it could be acacia it could be acacia but i'm going to say (laughs) acacia is my guess but uh so again this is coming from efm in berlin so there's a lot of news from there this week as well as maybe all these little movies to getting picked up uh motel acacia is about a young man being groomed to take over the family business a motel in the filipino wilderness that seemingly provides shelter to illegal immigrants on behalf of the government so what's interesting there is that if it didn't specifically say in the, the first sentence that this is a horror movie i wouldn't have put this in the news because it didn't sound horror mm-hmm. from the description but it does specifically say it's a horror movie so we just don't know how that becomes a horror movie at least sounds like it's about something which you know is always like interesting that's usually a good start for a movie i agree yes. <laughs> well I, I mean it's just like you know actually it seems like it has like you know some deeper thought or meaning oh, sure, uh, yeah. to something like you know it's not just like uh there's a you know killer tiger in the woods or something it's like yeah oh, okay could be cool <laughs> time approves good uh yeah we'll see if we'll uh, see gladly how... watch a killer tiger movie though <laughs> of course you would yeah. <laughs> I don't have a killer tiger for you uh, this week, but I do have sharks and bears coming up later. So, hell uh, yeah, look forward to it. Uh, next up, so that's again out of EFM with Blurn. Uh, Zach Braff, who is the worst, uh, he's going to start. <laughs> Scrubs. Garden is... State didn't change your life. <laughs> Garden State is overrated trash, and so is Scrubs. <laughs> while we're on the on the uh, 
on the on the subject of Zach Braff. Scrubs is for scrubs. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Can't believe what I'm hearing. It's the worst. It's the worst. Maybe the worst sitcom I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't even say that with a straight face, but it's bad. I don't like it. I hate it. Anyway, so he's going to star in a shark movie called uh, Tiburon? Tiburon? I bet this is a shark-related word. Tiburon. Tiburon. Is that right? I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) It's T-I-B-U-R-O-N. And he's going to star in this with Paula Patton and Rupert Friend. Uh, Oh. It's just a nice name. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I don't like Paula Patton actually. I liked her in the fourth Mission Impossible. Uh, so, oh. sounding like a bit like Crawl, only with sharks. Uh, Tiburon tells the tale of a young family trapped in a ca- in camper vans, stranded on a flooded tidal basin within sight of a beach, who must decide whether to face down a sadistic fugitive or flee through the shark-infested waters. What the hell. <laughs> <clears throat> Nah, not, not okay. into this. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that definitely sounds cool. I, I'm, I'm for that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, nah, it sounds, sounds like it could be fun. Uh, it's going to start shooting in South Africa in the spring, so start shooting in the next couple of months. Uh, so, cool. Um, do, you, do you think Florence Pugh will visit Zach Braff on set? What? <laughs> <laughs> They're an item. <laughs> They are? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he like 50 years older than her? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's younger than I am. What the hell? <laughs> and Zach Braff is definitely older than I am like by a significant margin. Mm. I was just a, a wee lad. <laughs> a wee lad when Scrubs was on TV. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, Love is mysterious. Yeah, actually, I... I, I my my reaction to this is him because uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call him uh, Jim from the office uh, what's his face Krasinski yeah John Krasinski he was telling this story about how uh, he was at, at like the airport somewhere and he was getting his like, ID checked and like he's he's meant and it, the conversation came up that he was visiting Emily Blunt you know his wife and you know he, he when the guy realized that this was Emily Blunt's husband he just looked at him and went you. <laughs> so that's my reaction to this like him yeah. it's it's surprising but i mean i don't know well i i guess yeah i, I feel like it's kind of yeah that's kind of unexpected but also i don't know it probably seems like uh i guess it's maybe a little more normal for like hollywood people i guess i mean i just don't like jack zach braff that much so i guess there's, there's very few people that i wouldn't be disappointed they're dating zach braff. <laughs> <laughs> it'd have to be someone else i don't like to go yeah that's a fair pairing yeah go for mm-hmm. it <laughs> yeah. like uh who did i not like amy who? hacker <laughs> what i like amy hacker <laughs> shut up <laughs> i mean she's more suitable age-wise but like don't, don't, don't do that to my friend how dare you? From Angel, the spinoff of the head television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so I, I saw your wife was very happy that Spike was a regular in season five of Angel. It's kind of funny, like it's, uh, yeah, like we're, we're a pro Spike household. <laughs> like, of uh, course, but, yeah. Uh, it, it is like kind of like a spoiler, though. Like the first episode, like before he even shows up, you see him in the credits. Like it's like. Yeah, that's oh. weird. We should have saved it till episode two because he shows up at the end of the first episode. Yeah yeah but hey, but, hey it's, it's fun to have uh that old king 
cantankerous <laughs> little vampire back. Well, here's the, here's the beautiful thing. I remember rolling my eyes a little bit when I heard Spike was going to Angel after Buffy ended mm-hmm. because it felt like, okay, he's a fan favorite. You want to keep him around. Mm-hmm. But honestly, he has such good chemistry with Angel. Like, see, when he's, like, yeah. giving Angel shit and, like, trying to get on his nerves, it's such a good pairing that, no, this is perfect. You know, have them together. It's a shame that it wasn't longer. It's a shame that we didn't get season six and seven of Angel to have this yeah. go for a couple of years. But Yeah, I, I really love the the, the the dynamic of season five, just, like, everything's going on at Wolfram and Hart and kind of, uh, it it does feel like the group like, kind of gets split up a, a little bit, but I think you know every they all kind of find like really interesting things to do with each character. It's a very fun season. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, good stuff. All right, so uh, Florence Pugh dump Zach Braff and do better. I'm not I'm not saying I want you. I'm just <laughs> saying find better. You can do better. Just, you know, go. Um, I hear who do I like? And <laughs> what young 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 gentleman do I think is a good fit? Uh. That, that, that Spider-Man fellow, he seems nice. Like, go, go get, get Tom Holland. <laughs> Nathan Drake himself. <laughs> that ain't happening. I just lost an old director. That ain't happening. <laughs> All right. Uh, so from directors of... Well, that's what you got to call him, William uh... Brent Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, from one shitty horror director to another, uh, John R. Leonetti, who <laughs> directed the... We've done all three of these movies. Just brace yourself for this this trio of movies. Oh no. <laughs> Annabelle. Okay. The Silence and oh, Wish boy. Upon. Oh boy. <laughs> that is quite the pedigree. What a trilogy of shit. <laughs> uh, so he's going to do his next film. It's called Lullaby. It is a horror film that'll star uh, Una Chaplin, who was on Game of Thrones, apparently. I mean, I don't watch that crap, so I bet I, I can't granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin, I presume. <laughs> You presume. I presume too, you're right. She should be. She she should uh, do all of her movies in silence and black and white uh, in honor of her great-grandfather. You know what's funny is uh, I actually just finished this book called Dracul, uh, which was by um, – it, it, it's a very good book, actually. I, I recommend it to uh, people. But uh, I just like found it in an airport when I was on vacation, and it, it has two authors. It has J.D. Barker and uh, – not sure how you say the first name – Decray, it's like D A C R E, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like Decray Stoker. It's like you see like a, a book called Dracul and like Stoker uh, uh, or Stoker and, and uh, yeah. My first wait, wait am, I, am I missing it up? Bram Stoker, Stoker, <laughs> <laughs> Bram Stoker is the author of Dracula. If yeah. that's what you're going for here, yeah. Well, like the first thing you say is like, well, surely they're not like related uh yeah. right and then uh but no like look it up as like oh yeah this it's like the great uh grand nephew or something of bram stoker and it's like uh yeah <laughs> I, I just thought that was funny because it's like oh <laughs> certainly leaning into that family legacy <laughs> i i really hope that dracul is about a dracula who wants to be a cool guy so he's like i'm dracul <laughs> Half five. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Lullaby, which is the horror film that's going to start Una Chaplin, uh, directed by John R. Leonetti. Uh, Deadlines reporting, Alcon Entertainment. So Lullaby will be in production next month. It's based on the mythological figure Lilith. The Ooh. film is rooted in folklore and follows a new mother who discovers a lullaby in an ancient book and soon regards uh, the song as a blessing. But, in her, but her world transforms into a nightmare when the lullaby, Lilithabai, 
uh, Hebrew for Lilith be gone, brings forth the ancient demon Lilith. So this is another movie about a young mother with a baby, directed by the guy <laughs> who did Annabelle. You know what? No, I don't Uh-oh. want it. I don't want it. <laughs> Defcon um, one. Defcon one. It's funny. Lilith is one of those like names that I feel like just gets like tossed around <laughs> in a lot of things. So I, I really don't know too much about like whatever the actual Lilith is yeah. from. I don't know if it's like from the Bible or something, but um, I know there's like a Lilith in Castlevania. Uh, there's a Lilith. Say, uh, and Sabrina, and I believe all the mythology about the evil Lilith is why Fraser Crane's wife was called Lilith. <laughs> oh, that, makes that, sense. that was the joke. Uh, and I want to say, I, I feel like there has to be a Lilith in, like, at least Marvel or DC. Maybe not both, but at least, like, um, like Tomb of Dracula or something probably had a Lilith at mm. some point. Yeah. Well, Marvel has a lot more Dracula and vampire stuff than DC does. Yeah. DC has some. As I Vampire, but it's not like a I Vampire, Night Force. When was Night Force last published? (laughs) I mean, not for a while, but (laughs) (laughs) close enough. Where where either of us born? That's the the question. (laughs) (laughs) No check. Yeah, okay. that, That says it all. Next up. EFM in Berlin, another deal here. Shudder this time, though. Shudder has acquired Dead and Beautiful, directed by prominent Dutch filmmaker David Verbeek. And they've got the US, Canadian, UK, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand right. So basically the English-speaking places. (laughs) Uh, So the film follows a group of young and spoiled teenagers in an Asian megalopolis say that right, uh, who turns into vampires after a night of partying. Bewildered at first, the group realizes they feel even stronger, more attractive, and even more invincible than ever before, but it quickly <laughs> dawns on them that they can no longer trust each other. So, mm. yeah. It's a, it's a teen vampire movie. So, who is the, who's the director? Is it someone we're familiar with? Or? David Verbeek, he did Full Contact, which I have not heard of, so this is, mm. this is new to me. Okay. But uh, yeah, it could be an interesting new talent. Keep an eye on. See how this this maps out. I like vampires, so I mean, we'll see if it's if it's leaning more into like the horror aspect. That could be cool. If it's a, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the problem with like uh, yeah, like vampire stuff nowadays. You never know if it's gonna go like the kind of more teeny YA, you know, kind of route, or you know, if it will be a more horror-y thing. Just say it. Say it. Go on. Say it. Twilight shite. <laughs> just say it. I mean, hey, no shade. If you like Twilight, that's fine. To each their own. It's not my style. No, but... they'll shade. Get better taste. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If you want to enjoy Twilight, go and enjoy Twilight. But just let it be known you're enjoying trash. Just admit it to yourself. Enjoy it for the trash that it is. And yeah. <laughs> embrace your inner peace next up check out howling new moon <laughs> <laughs> that no, it wasn't that it was howling oh god what was the reborn it was howling reborn, reborn. <laughs> that, that was the twilight inspired one. Oh boy that movie all right uh, next up so len shay who of course was in the insidious movie she was in the new grudge mm. she's been in a bunch of stuff uh she's joining tobin bell who of course was in saw uh, and like most of the Saw movies up until 
well maybe he's in spiral we don't know if he's in spiral but <laughs> he was in a movie i just watched called uh basil booth yeah well that was on the kind of maybe to-do list for 2019 catch-up mm. honestly we, we we have so little time left to do catch-up and movies it's probably not happening but it was kind of on the rough to-do list for a while mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so she's going to start in this film with him it's called the call and this is the log line the film is about a group of friends who tormented an elderly woman suspected to be a witch after the old woman dies the friends are forced to call a phone inst- installed in her casket <laughs> Okay, this is going places. To their horror, someone on the other end picks up. Ooh. Hey, I really like this premise. This is uh, at least sounds cool. Well, it's it's well it's well written. It's it's, it's an interesting mm. delivery of this premise. Admittedly, my cynical brain tells me that <laughs> this is just going to be oh they did something bad and the ghost of this woman is going to haunt them afterwards. So it's going to be a generic supernatural. Mm. You know, comes after them yeah. one by one movie be like a cgi ghost where they kind of just see it in the shadow at first and then mm-hmm. um, you know there's big loud music sting and like cgi black goo like <laughs> spits from its like face yeah it could like... be all these things that we don't like so <laughs> i'm not ready to get excited but it has a well-written little description where it's like yeah. oh hello okay cool. yeah. yeah so and, uh, and i love lynn shay she's you know she's great like man it's crazy how, how much stuff she she does like you know, because I feel like for every movie we actually cover on the show, she has like some other like horror movie that like slips under our radar. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Like she just had a, another one from last year that we haven't done yet, which again, who knows if we'll get to it, but like it's like Final Wish or something like that. Mm, sounds sounds appealing. <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> I think we, we we might have to uh, make a uh, a Lynchy month. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, we actually actually we probably could do like a Lynchay vote at yeah. some point. But uh, I was gonna say maybe put a memoria, uh, what do you call it, memoratorium or whatever on uh, any movie with wish in the title. Oh, I was gonna say a memoriam on Lynchay. I was like, wait, did she die like that? Did I no, hear no. about it? What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do all Lynchay's movies when she's dead, right? That's the that's the promise Tim just made. Uh, <laughs> She'll outlive us all. Come on. <laughs> probably, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, next up, next up, next up. So, uh, Lionsgate announced that they are co-producing a supernatural thriller called The Devil's Light. Uh, they announced this back in October, and Gold Circle will distribute the film in North America, UK, and Latin America. It was reported at the time that it was going to be directed by James Hawes, who worked on Black Mirror and Penny Dreadful. However, the news this week uh, at EFM Berlin, again, uh, we have is that we have a swap in director. Now Daniel Stamm is going to direct it, and he directed The Last Exorcism. So this is now going to be the new director here. It's going to be written by Robert Zappa, or Zappia, sorry, who wrote Halloween H2O, of all things. So, I mean... Oh, wait, no, H2O, I kind of like it. Last Last Exorcism is an interesting one, because I think I like that... That's the found footage one, right? I like that movie until the last five minutes when it does the exact thing that I didn't want it to do at the end. Uh, but I really liked a lot of that movie so who knows maybe this will be something here's the description Sister Anne who devoutly believes performing exorcisms is her calling confronts a demonic force that infests her school and has mysterious ties to her past so it could be a generic just you know (laughs) demon haunting possession (laughs) movie uh, yeah. it could be I mean the title is very generic I mean the devil's light could be like a number of movies let's be honest so <laughs> that is that one. Next up, uh, so we have Shannon Sozaman, who was in One Missed Call, Sinister 2, and recently Sleepy Hollow. I assume that's a TV show. 
she is going to star in The Undertaker's Wife, a supernatural horror film, also starring The Conjuring's John Brotherton. Mm. Or, so what, we're covering wrestling movies on the show now? <laughs> uh, Brotherton. Oh, that's very funny. Very funny. I don't, I don't know why I said Brotherton rather than Brotherton, but I did. So just... Just go with it. Yes, and yes, I get the joke. Undertaker's wife, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the supernatural horror thriller follows a family's attempted fresh start when they move into a historic funeral home in the deep south. So this is, yeah, this is any like family moves into a house. I mean, okay, it's a funeral home, but it's the same thing still, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Uh, not not liking the sound of that one at all, to be honest. So that'll take us on to our two trailers that we're going to talk about. First up, Lin Shay is going to be in a movie <laughs> with Rada Mitchell, who was in Pitch Black and Silent Hill and the Crazies remake. So, what's interesting about that is they're all really spread out. Like Pitch Black was like two thousand, Silent Hill is like yeah. two thousand six, Crazies is like twenty ten. Rada Mitchell's got a very spread out career. Henry Thomas is going to be in there. Uh, he was in The Hunt in the Hill House and Doctor Sleep. So this is coming to VOD on October. Sorry, October, April twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So. This is one we may get to quickly when it comes Liam, out. Month after my birthday. Great, <laughs> great time. That's wonderful. So, so still be <laughs> recovering from all the the gifts our <laughs> our wonderful fans have sent me. <laughs> <laughs> so Gail is forced to come to terms with Josh, her new stepson, at a remote country home after stealing an evil talisman from a mysterious neighbor. Josh has sinister Josh. dreams. <laughs> What? Why'd you why'd you take the evil one? <laughs> Josh has sister dreams of his dead mother, who commands Josh to murder Gail. When Josh's dad, Thomas, returns, he and Gail suspect that their son has been possessed by an ancient bloodthirsty spirit. Is it too late to save Josh's life or their own? Uh, so we got a trailer for this, uh, along with this uh, description. So um this looked like a generic we want the kid to be creepy movie i, I don't know i did laugh at one point as a moment in the trailer where he keeps like breaking things and the mum, like you know rather mitchell like you know get goes down to like pick up the broken glass from this jar or whatever that he smashed and mm-hmm. as he's apologizing he's like holding a knife above her neck <laughs> and yeah. that, that kind of made me chuckle but honestly for the most part the rest of it looked like generic creepy kid mm-hmm. wannabe nonsense which is one of my least favorite tropes in mainstream horror yeah, uh, and like the the kid just kind of looks boring. Like, no offense to him, but like, <clears throat> I mean, maybe he's supposed to kind of be, you know, whatever, very flat. Or if he's like possessed or like, you know, uh, not getting enough sleep or something. But it just, yeah, looks like a very boring, uninteresting performance. Um, there, there really wasn't anything uh, about this that stood out or looked good sorry yeah. it just all seems very cliche also it has this weird thing where it has the trailer voice at the end where it's like uh, yeah Retta mitchell henry thomas <laughs> and lynn shay Dreamcatcher coming this april like you know which is yeah. it's rare to hear now it, it does seem to be like direct to vod stuff that gets that now uh yeah. but hey so that's coming in april it doesn't all look very good. You know, we might catch it, we may not. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> We've got more important things to do. And then the last thing we're going to talk about this week, unless Tim's got a new segment that he wants to add on at the end like he did last week, we'll find out, uh, is we got a trailer for Grizzly 2 Revenge, <laughs> which I guess is an excuse to do Grizzly because I've never seen it before uh, if this is coming out. But 
Yes, so... Chris is not great, sorry. <laughs> okay. We do not great movies all the time, Tim. Why, why is this something that I should put me off it? So, this is finally coming out, uh, the long-awaited sequel to Grizzly, and, I mean... Was there footage of the first movie in this, or was it, or was Grizzly Two just shot so long ago that the footage is this old that it looks ancient? Like what? What's going on? I mean, Grizzly Two is an eighties movie. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you look at the news story? Like the whole thing about it is that it was a a movie in the eighties uh, with like a young uh, Charlie Sheen, George Clooney, Laura Dern, uh, and they never finished it. So. They, I guess the one of the producers right, or whatever okay. has been trying to like you know get the money to finish it. And they finally got it. So uh, yeah, so it, it's still just been released. I mean, that's what I was asking. Yeah, this was oh, yeah, shot, yeah, yeah. you know, thirty years yeah. ago. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm guessing like I don't know <clears throat> how much of it is like new footage or if it was just like because I, I think the big thing is that they were getting money for like special effects. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if like everything was shot and they just needed money for that stuff or if it was like, oh no, they did actually film like new scenes or whatever. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm definitely intrigued by this. Uh, you know, the the story of it sounds and, and I mean, I don't mean the story in the movie, like the story about the movie, you know, never being finished and everything is it, definitely more interesting. Kind of makes it like a, you know, movie curiosity versus mm-hmm. something that's like oh this looks legitimately good but um <laughs> i'm definitely intrigued it's um a 15 foot bear <laughs> attacking an 80s concert in yellowstone park yeah, so that there, sounds cool <laughs> there was a lot of concert footage in this that was confusing me i was like what is this movie what is this um is, there's kind of some sort of weird surreal like charm to releasing a movie that was shot in the 80s now like as if you know it never came out years there was a rough cut that i assume was online i assume you could find it if you wanted to really Probably, hunt for it but yeah. uh so this is coming out uh, and, and again year. it has like you know like pretty notable people in it which is always kind of fun oh, i'm sure they're all delayed i mean i'm sure charlie yeah. she's probably not even like, conscious but uh laura yeah. darren and george clooney i'm sure they're delighted that this is coming yeah. <laughs> finally <laughs> and you know like i i bet they probably like maybe they're in the movie for like five or ten minutes but of course they'll be on the cover like you know oh yeah oh yeah uh somehow they'll find a way because when those names popped up at the start of the trailer, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? <clears throat> so there you go. That yeah. is that is the news. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it, but did you um, did did you see the, the trailer for Quiet Place 2? Because I, I saw it when I saw uh, Boy 2. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I saw I actually I saw it today when I went to see Boy 2. I, I got the trailer and I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah when, did, when did that come out? The trailer? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's, it's a good question. I don't know. Uh, if it had been released before i didn't realize it was, was it one of these ones where they it was exclusive to theaters for a time and that's why we hadn't seen it yet maybe maybe it was like uh maybe they premiered it when i was away so we weren't paying attention or something um that actually that makes sense yeah because there was two weeks we did no news maybe it was just in that time but i because because it, it started playing i went oh this was a, a quiet place oh it's a quiet place too and i'm like wait why have we yeah. not talked about this in the news <laughs> this is weird i uh yeah but i i was um <clears throat> you know it's one of those things where it's like uh it you know it's like uh we do we really need a sequel to this movie uh, you know it was a good movie but you know it was a nice standalone thing but um i mean i i don't know how good it'll be but at least the trailer i thought looked pretty good like at least made me want to see it more than you know mm. just hearing about it or whatever 
I mean, I'm intrigued. They're doing the thing where they encounter more people and it's going to be that post-apocalyptic thing where, hey, like, more people isn't necessarily a good thing. They, you know, post-apocalyptic people can be awful and humanity yeah. is broken down. So it seems like they're going to get into that stuff. Uh, there's going to be, like, traps and stuff that they're going to have to avoid that are sort of designed to attract the monsters. Uh, you know, it's some interesting ideas in there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm definitely more excited for that than I am a lot of the other crap that's coming out <laughs> in the near future. So that's good. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah. is there any new segments you'd like to introduce before we wrap up? <laughs> um, should we do like a, um, like a, like what'd you watch this week? Like other than the movies that we cover for the show, that you, have you had any other notable uh, watches? We, I mean, we can do. I don't. I don't think I have any this week, admittedly. But like, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing that. Uh, this morning, I actually started watching the uh, the Kane Hodder documentary, which uh, is ah, pretty good. Okay. So far. Okay. Um, no, no, I haven't uh, watched any other movies this week. I, I, I did watch like half a Mystery Science Theater episode last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> the episode was Cave Dwellers, for anyone who's curious. Ooh, nice. uh, you know what I'm thinking of? What's that? I was going to say, it wasn't a horror movie, just for the record, just oh, in case okay. anyone was confused. But You know what, I, what I'm thinking of doing? Because it's just so so much goddamn stuff to watch. And, like, you know, every night it's, it's just such a, like, you know, me and my wife, it's like, all right, what do, we, what do you want to watch? Do, should you keep going with Angel? Do you want to watch a movie? Just something on Netflix or hulu and, and what i've been thinking is maybe making each night of the week like a different streaming service so i'll be like all right monday we'll watch <laughs> netflix like tuesday we'll watch hulu and then that way we can be like oh hey netflix like you know let's watch whatever movie you've had on the list for a while and then maybe get like an episode or two of lock and key or something and then you know then you do the same thing for hulu and then you know um, hbo or whatever <laughs> or just don't watch lock and key because it's not very good i mean that's a possibility i mean i gotta give it a shot like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> but, uh, i love the comic enough but uh yeah i mean i'm i haven't really heard too many great things i haven't been too optimistic but i at least gotta try yeah no i get it uh no no i've yeah i haven't really done any extra horror stuff this week outside of you know i talked about the comics podcast but plunge issue one came out this week and if you want a, an interesting standalone comic that is harkening back to stuff like The Thing and Alien and horror, horror sci-fi from like the 80s and 70s, uh, Plunge, I mean, one of the main characters in it, the captain of the ship's called Car- Captain Carpenter. So, <laughs> you know, like, if you want, it's, it's going to be six issues. The first issue just came out. So if you're interested in reading comics, uh, horror comics, I'd recommend that. All the, I mean, most of the Hill House books have been really good, but that's the one yeah. that just started. So I'd recommend Ooh. grabbing that. I, I picked it up, but I haven't read it yet, so. Mm. excited it's very good very good uh so that that and i've been playing some resident evil games because resident evil 3 remakes coming out in april and mm. i've been in a resident evil mode so i've been playing some mm. you know i did remake uh and i've been playing four again which is not very resident evilly but uh i'm almost done with that and i'm planning on doing remake two again and the original version of three before the new one comes out okay that's my plan yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do a. I, I have a big stack of games. I, I, I'm like, uh, all right, I need to like actually start chipping away at these and beating some stuff till I get new games. So, I've actually been doing pretty good. But I have a Resident Evil Four is up there. Like, obviously, I've played it, you know, before. But I, uh, I bought it for PS4 and never played it on that. So I'm like, like, all right, I don't, 
I, I gotta like play this at, at some point. I can knock out some trophies at least. Yeah. 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 Get a PS4 trophies <laughs> for. And it's been long enough where like I don't, you know, it'll seem like pretty fresh. Like, you know. mm. yeah. Like I don't, like I don't even really remember like all the main beats of the story. Like I remember the, what do you call it? Like the, you know, the like kind of the like what the main story is about, like the objective and stuff. But I don't remember like all the twists and turns and stuff. The story is not good for anyway. It's not like. I've I've been streaming it, so I've been letting the cutscenes <coughs> play. But usually, I just skip the cutscenes, especially in four, because like the story's not that great. Interesting, bold take. <laughs> play it in normal though. I don't usually usually play games in easy. One, <laughs> you've played it before, so you're more skilled at it. And two, it actually skips sections of the game on easy, so you won't oh, get really? the, you won't get the full experience unless you play it on normal. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's there's like three or four sections that it actually just cuts out uh, on easy yeah okay okay so that's my recommendation to you it's not a hard game anyway yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh no all right okay that there you go uh, so that has been the screws after midnight horror movie news for this week so thank you very much uh, i should mention one of the things that uh, i'm going to be doing now is that all episodes of screams after midnight are going to go up a day early on patreon not the news episode uh that, that won't go up early but all the movie review episodes are going up early on patreon by one day uh so <coughs> you know so if you're watching this on youtube or uh, when this goes out tomorrow or monday uh the boy 2 review was already mm-hmm. available last night on patreon so uh and dun 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 and and probably you know want to mention like we don't have the details yet but we'll be doing a stream in march at some that, point yeah that's true yeah yeah uh, we, we crossed the goal on patreon so at least for one month in march we will be doing a, a streams after midnight me and tim will get together and we'll talk to folk on on the interwebs and uh play some game with them and then maybe do a live watch of a movie maybe that'll be what we do um Maybe that's where we find some of those bonus movies that we don't have time to do bonus episodes on. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. Uh, so, yeah, so that's coming. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, you can support us with as $1 per month, and that $1 will get you access to the bonus episodes. $5 and up gets you access to the early access for one day, and also the monthly vote. We get to vote between four movies, which is up right now, and you've got till the end of the month to vote on that. So, patrons at the $5 and up, please do go and make sure you vote. Uh, there's four movies that are fairly random because to quote <laughs> Tim when I said what was what the theme of these four movies you're suggesting is they're four movies I want to watch because it's my birthday month was what I got in response so that's why it's four seemingly random ass movies so go and, go and vote go and vote uh, I'll also take this time to thank our patron producers for the month mm. so thank you to David Shaw, Alison M. Fordyce Cindy Palacios and Tyler Hess uh, thank you to you guys for being uh, producers so uh, that is us thank you to everyone for watching or listening we always appreciate it and obviously like and subscribe let us know what you thought of the news in the comments all the usual stuff we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time <laughs>